like us, subscribe, leave feedback. We love feedback. It always leads to great episodes. Ed, how are you? Doing great, Obi. Uh, fresh off of some recent feedback from our last episode. Um, and as you mentioned in the opening, we love feedback. So some interesting stuff out there floating through the internet these days. Absolutely. I, I have my own thoughts on the feedback that you shared. Uh, we may have lost our first listener and he fears we may be getting canceled uh, by something I find um, shockingly un... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Unprovocative except uh, to this person. So, Ed, what, what, what were you hearing? What, 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 what did we do now? Well, I mean, what did I do, I guess, right? So last last episode, in, and, and I think we have to have this individual on to debate me on this, and we're going to get into that in a second. I, he gave me some ideas, by the way, but yes, yes, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Wait, the same person who's giving me the feedback went to you with some feedback? No, no, no. I, I read the feedback, and I was inspired uh Got it. But, so yeah. let me get to that. I, you know, we've always talked about doing bonus episodes, and I think this is it. I think we will have episodes where we'll call it "Drinking from the Garden Hose" in and an idiot, and we'll bring <laughs> on people to debate you, and I'll moderate. I mean, yeah, I mean, basically, the feedback we got, right, Obi, was I had an eleven-year-old kid call me ignorant. You definitely had an eleven-year-old child calling you ignorant over and over again. <laughs> So, um, you know, this all just to let everybody in on what's going on here. I mean, this all sparks from a throwaway line from our last conversation um, where I mentioned that my brother and his family were on a redneck vacation down in Tennessee at NASCAR. And my nephew clearly took exception to that, shot me a text telling me it wasn't a redneck vacation. I'm ignorant. And what gave me the impression it was a redneck vacation. And as you know, Obi, I told him point blank, it was based on all. I mean, the kid's a ham. He was on every TV news report that aired that week prior to the race with a bunch of redneck hillbillies. And so I just told him, I don't know. It was all the rednecks you were on TV with. And then he obviously took exception to that, told me they're great people. And that what we've determined is that only Kentucky has rednecks. I read several of his text messages back and forth. Um, and part of his basis of the defense was that Tennessee is not in the South. But then he said Kentucky, which is north of Tennessee, was full of rednecks. So I, um, I would just like to correct the historical knowledge is that Tennessee is below the Mason-Dixon line. Uh, it's a early entry into the SEC, the Southeast Conference of Sports. Um, it did succeed from the union. I just think Tennessee is a Southern state. Now I'm going to go one step further here, just uh, on the Tennessee thing. State I love. Uh, one of our other huge fans is from Tennessee. Uh, he moved up to uh, where I lived. And uh, within like 10 minutes of me knowing him, his nickname became Hick. So those people who are listening and him certainly know what it is uh, because he was from Tennessee and for no other reason. It's hard now. We can get into what's a hick versus a redneck versus all that stuff. But going to a dirt track to see NASCAR, it's hard 
to not embrace your inner redneck or hick or whatever the term you want to use when you're there. I, I've been to NASCAR races. I enjoy them. But there is a certain amount of I'm going to probably wear a cowboy hat over a baseball hat when I'm there. And it, you got you to gotta go in on, on the environment and enjoy the environment for what it is. And for your nephew, there was a lot of incorrect information that if his geography or history teacher saw, it would have well, been problematic. Obi, you got to remember, I mean, the basis of his premise was Tennessee's not in the south because it's north of South Carolina. Therefore, it's in the central part of America. So, hey, listen, I think it all comes down to, and we're going to debate this at a later date, but I think it all comes down to that saying, like, if you look around and everyone's crazy, then you're probably the crazy one. I think it's the same thing. Like, if you look around and no one's a redneck, you're probably a redneck. I would actually go the opposite way on that. And, like, if you look around and everyone's a redneck, you probably are a redneck. Like it, or at least in a redneck environment or, or, or whatever that term you want. Whatever the group of people is, if you go to a thing and everyone around you is a particular type of person, good, bad, or indifferent, however you want to label them, you probably want to, it's like, let's go to something less controversial. Let's say you went to a dead show. They're not even around anymore. Everyone around you is a deadhead. At least for that day, you're a deadhead. You've become a hippie. You're on a hippie vacation. Uh, I don't think there's a single deadhead who would, you know, now they, yeah, that, that's Until we get one. that feedback. Until we get that feedback that tells me they went to 13 dead shows and they're not a hippie. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure they'll contact me to tell me how we're wrong, that you can go to a dead show and not be a pothead and not and not be a hippie. You know. Two yeah. a year. Two a, right? They go to about two, maybe three races a year, your your brother's family. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, you know this also. I've, I've told you that I think when the Poconos come around next year, I've, I'm going to reach out to your brother be like, yo, can I stay with you? Like, I'm not not trashing the environment i'm just saying it is at least for that period of time you're in that you're in that group yep so that's the first piece of feedback we got obi right and then there was another innocuous piece of feedback that i thought if you read into it i thought it it, it actually makes a lot of sense and it's kind of hilarious so in our last episode we talked a lot about the nostalgia of growing up in gen x and one of the things we touched upon was the Cold War in Russia and how we all hated Russia growing up. And now there's certain people that maybe like Russia or it's confusing, right? And we just talked about that a little bit. And then I got feedback from a boomer that said, hey, we hated Russia too. And we also had duck and cover drills, just like us in, in Gen X. And what I find hilarious about that feedback is it just feeds into the stereotype of the boomers being it's all about them, right? So we had a podcast episode about Gen X and a boomer turned it into all about the boomers. I'm, I, I'm not going to attack that particular boomer. I'll leave that to you as I did read that comment and I did say, boy, things are getting heated for this episode uh, that, that's dropping. Uh, I think the the interesting thing there is somehow 
um, Gen X, which some people, and I'm not sure if they're right, are going to claim are slightly more enlightened than boomers. And I, I have a defense for boomers, by the way. I, I always think it's crazy the full scale attack on this is all the boomers' fault when it's the when the when that famous picture of the girl putting a flower in a in a rifle. That, that, that's a boomer, everybody. That that particular young girl in that picture, she's not Gen Z, she's not she's a boomer. She, but you know, they get this this hardcore uh, revisionist uh, history on them as well. I forget where I was going. Fuck it. <laughs> You you're you were trying to defend boomers. I did. Well, they they are they are No, I was actually not. That was my minor defense of boomers to say something about them. Oh, but now a lot of them like so we are supposed to be slightly more progressive and slightly more woke than boomers. Enlightened. Enlightened was the word. Woke is a bad word. Don't say woke. We'll lose a lot. <laughs> we'll lose a lot of listeners. <laughs> then they're using the word woke. Really stop listening. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what enlightened means, so that it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so we uh, we still don't like the Russians, but the, the boomers are like, yeah, we can like them now. So maybe, maybe like I said, the boomers are a little not as bad as, or, uh, as set in their ways as people say they are because we had the boomers explaining they didn't like the Russians, and now there are boomers liking Russians. So. Although the, I think, in fairness, the boomers that like the Russians today are the boomers that are probably on Russian payroll. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 we're drifting too far. <laughs> We said woke, and now we're talking about payrolls. Let's, Next let's, thing you know, Kid Rock's going to be shooting up our podcast. We should be so lucky. We should be so lucky to lose. You know, I, I listen, we're going to go down that way. You're right. We should be so lucky because I was reading an article yesterday, and Bud Light, and this ties into our next topic, but Bud Light shares, not Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch stock shares are up 5.5%. And you tell me how that cancel effort's working. But... With that said, I was recently on vacation, Obi, and a lot of people drinking Bud Light didn't look like there was a uh, did not look like there was a, a cancel effort going on on my vacation. But Obi, I'm on vacation, and certain things just make me go hmm, and some things actually make me just say, "You got to be freaking kidding me!" So before you go on, let's recall the last yeah. time you went on vacation, a drunk hit on your wife and your mother, or insulted your wife and the mother, and. That was that whole. That was a great episode. So yes. Your vacation stories. Skyler. 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 We'll never forget Skyler, who got all drunk and yes, that yeah, that guy it was an idiot. I didn't have any of those experiences on this vacation. Okay. Okay. Which is good. I just had vacation experiences where I just look at people in this great experiment that we're in about you know trying to live with other people, and I just wonder like who raised them and what they're thinking, you know. So for example. The elevator. Now, I was on a cruise ship, and the elevator is a central piece of the vacation, unfortunately, because you got to go up and down, right, to the different decks, right? And I wonder, the people who rush onto the elevator before you get off the elevator, like, what are they thinking? I can tell you what they're thinking, but it doesn't excuse them. What they are thinking is the reason this elevator stopped here is because I oh, I pressed the button, not because somebody in the elevator pressed the button and wanted to get out. It is clearly like it almost uh, the eleventh commandment is let somebody get off the elevator before you get on. Yes, um, because it just makes everything easier for everybody. Because you know, especially you don't know if they have luck, whatever. But the, what they're thinking is. 
is I press this button, this stopped here because I pressed this button. There is no way somebody in that elevator pressed that button to get off here because this is a boring floor. Yeah, so you're right. So that that is a great explanation for why a boomer would do that, right? Because usually with boomers, it's all about them and it's all about me. I press the button, right? But how do we explain the Gen Zers doing that? I blame their boomer parents who are poor parents and just said, I'm never going to teach you how to get on an elevator properly. Uh, well, so now we're getting, aren't Gen Z kids of Gen X? Stop. You and your generations. I don't know. I thought, <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to slam on boomers today. That's all. So uh, at the end so of the day, it's poor parenting. People, it's poor parenting. These people were younger than you. But not kids. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what I witnessed on this cruise ship was I witnessed 20 something like like maybe 19, 20, 21 year olds like that age group. OK, slightly older than your than, than your yes, daughter. Yes. Jumping on the jumping on the elevator, maybe even teenagers doesn't even matter. The fact is the elevator door opens and they're jumping on as people are trying to get off. Right. And so the first thing I say to myself is. Who the hell are their parents, and why did they skip this very important part of etiquette? Right. Here, okay. Here's why. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend these kids. No, it's the parents' fault. I agree. It's the parents' fault. You can but defend I'm, the kids. I'm gonna even defend these parents. Oh if my you god. Live, you yeah, wait, wait, wait. Because if you live in nice suburbia where you can afford to go on a cruise ship, you don't encounter elevators, especially crowded elevators. So you don't even realize you haven't taught your kid this lesson. Because until the first time comes that you are with your kid, the elevator door opens and there's somebody there and you grab your kid, you go, yo, we wait for everyone to get off. Your kid hasn't learned that lesson, hasn't been taught, because the opportunity to teach your kid that lesson may not have arrived and you have not listened to our podcast to go, hey, we're going to be on this cruise ship. See, your, uh, your, your nephew didn't probably didn't mention how important the elevator uh, well, he, he might not have been taught either. He may not have been taught either. I don't know. But so th this is this is important. But it's weird, right? Because when do you teach somebody elevator etiquette? The first time you're with the kid and somebody's coming off the elevator, like, yo, kid, no, no. I agree, Obi. But here's the thing: I'm talking about kids that are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. You're telling me not once in their life they rode an elevator before. Like this is the first time. This is the first elevator it's rodeo not, they're at. No, no. It's the first rodeo, not the first elevator, because how many the the reality is most of the time when you're on an elevator, the, the fact that people are getting on and off usually doesn't happen because most of the time you're in an elevator, you're going down. Most of the people are going down because they're not going to get off on your floor because you're in a hotel and there's nothing between the top floor and the lounge and there's nothing from the bottom floor up. So it's only when you're on the bottom floor do you ever people ever come out. So the opportunity to have that actual interaction is a lot more limited than on a cruise ship where every floor has something. Like a cruise ship, from my recollection of the one cruise I was on, there might be 10 floors on a cruise ship. Seven of them have something to do on them. It's not, they're not all, but a hotel, maybe the, the bottom, the interaction level is lower, but yeah. you're right. You're right because you're on a cruise ship. Somebody should be reminding people going on cruise ships, hey, listen, there's stuff on every floor. People are getting off and on on every floor let people off the elevator first so uh, it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty common but you're obviously in a good mood today because you were actually defending the the non uh popper etiquette well, you're, get, you're out here getting us canceled insulting rednecks i'm here to, to save us all right so 
but I will tell you, Obi, it wasn't just the 20. It was the, I first noticed it with that younger and it wasn't, listen, it wasn't all 20 year olds. I'm not, it was one group of like 20, 21 year olds. That you kept but, seeing. No, no, no. It happened once. It just okay. happened once. And I'm like, what the hell's going on with their parents? But then later in the cruise, like an adult, like somebody my age did the same shit. And I'm like, are you, are you freaking kidding me? I know where your kids are. I just, I just saw them on the eighth floor. But now, there you're right. See that? Our age, you got to know. You've got to know. You've had to have that experience happen to you and, and correct it. You got to know. Well, I'll tell you something else. The other day, I dropped my daughter off at school. This isn't vacation, but this also goes back. Like, who's teaching kids stuff? I dropped my kid off at school. She was going on a school trip. So, like, the crazy, I mean, this is the crazy part. The day before the school trip, trip is on Thursday. She has to bring her luggage on Wednesday. It's an overnight trip. Mm -hmm. On Wednesday, so it can be inspected. It's like the school is better than the TSA. The TSA gets, like, 10 seconds with your shit. The school district gets 24 hours with it. They're sniffing shampoo bottles. Like, they're, they're, I mean, this is crazy. So, anyway. I have to drop her off. So she's got her luggage. So I have to drop her off at a different door. And as we pull up, and it's the main door, by the way, that's the one that locks. You can't get in. It's like Fort Knox, right? So as I pull up, there's two other kids in a car in front of me getting out. They're getting out slightly ahead of my daughter. My daughter's a little slow getting out of the car. Anyway, as she's going, those kids are going into the school. And there's a boy. Last one in is a boy. We're talking eighth grade boy because he's got luggage too. That son of a gun didn't hold the door for my daughter. He left the door slam. Like, who's teaching these kids? Hold the door. How hard is it to do that? You're right. I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good mood. Because so now you're going to say, hey, Ed, maybe that kid has never been no, through no, a no, doorway no, no, with his parents no, before. No, I'm not going to say that. I am going to say, and you can check this out with your daughter, that the one possible option is, there are rules about holding the door, the main door open at that school. There are rules. I know at my son's school, uh, one person in through the door at a time. It has to, but now that's open from the inside because of all these. Come on, Obi. And, and, there's there's and, that rule, and then there's common human decency and wait, etiquette. I at my job, they have finally changed the official stance. You were not supposed to hold the door open for anyone, even if you knew them. Everyone was supposed to individually scan themselves into the building. This is right. this is this is this is this is uh, All right. safety theater taking over common decency. Listen, I don't, by the way, I don't like you today because you're not agreeing with me, and this isn't fun. We're a little bit at loggerheads. A little loggerheads. Yeah, this isn't fun when you don't agree with me. So, maybe all right, let's... not having a logger is why we're at loggerheads. I mean, maybe, I, I... or maybe because I'm ignorant. Now, let's go back to my vacation. The second thing I noticed on vacation is people are stupid. I'm, I mean, people are stupid. I'm one of the, one of the tours I did, we're in Bermuda and we went to a cave. Okay. And we go down all these flights of stairs and we're in the cave and it's beautiful and there's water in the cave. And we're walking across a floating bridge with railings and everything on it through the cave. And the water is crystal clear. You can see the bottom. It's like he, the guy tells us it's actually 30 feet deep, but so, it's brackish water. So it magnifies. So those things look a lot closer, but really it's 30 feet deep. Right. And he tells us that thing that looks like it's sticking up almost to the top is really only 10 feet long. So it's really still 20 feet away from you. Goes through the whole thing, tells us that it's year round 68 degrees because it's in a cave, like 100 feet below the 
see, uh, yada, yada, yada. So then we walk to the end of the cave for some photos. And as we're walking back over this floating bridge, this woman who, I kid you not, was wearing her bathing suit with like a cover-up. So maybe she was going to the beach afterwards. Not really sure. But she says to the tour guide, how come you don't let people swim in here? Now, she was dead serious, by the way. This was not her just asking for shits and giggles. She was dead serious. She wanted to go for a swim in the middle of a freaking cave. With no lifeguards on, you know, like, I mean... No, I got that. So people are stupid. I want to know how he responds. Oh, you know what he said? The question is, he gets it all the time. (laughs) You know what he said? Actually, I think he could have answered it much better. He could have said, what are you, fucking stupid? But he didn't. (laughs) He actually said, it's actually against the law. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like, that's the dumbest answer. Like, it's not a dumb answer. It's probably the answer that makes most people shut up because they don't know Bermuda law. And maybe maybe it is against the law. But that's what he said. It's against the law. Like, all right. <laughs> because it's the easiest. They make it illegal because the human interaction with the environment there. The is stalactites. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it, and it's well, because we heard all about how uh, touching the stalactites like destroys causes them. them to destroys them, stops yeah. them from growing, et cetera, et cetera. And it takes them you know, hundreds of years to grow an inch or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've had that. It's against the law. It's against the law. I just, the law. I'm not even people are stupid. Because it's against the law. Because you would drown. And by the way, the lifeguard can't tell how deep you are. And who's going to... You know, well, there's no, no lifeguard. There's no lifeguard. If, if there was a lifeguard, the lifeguard can't tell how... Even, even if we said, let's set up a lifeguard and make this a beach, I can't... I don't know how deep... That's <laughs> it unbelievable but but the kicker is the woman was wearing her bathing suit so i'm not sure if she saw pictures online it's like i'm gonna go swimming at the cave i'm not really sure i mean there are some of those canoe trips cave trips or i i don't know about cave but i know there's some of those like yacht uh kayak tricks trips that you get out to oh yeah serene you get to to swim yeah and that's where you're really kind of going in under rock formations around the shore right it's right. not necessarily yeah, yeah, a cave yeah. it's more of a rock formation but yeah this was definitely a spelunking cave um and anyway so that was people are stupid and then I, another observation I agree. by the way just so you feel a little better today i do agree that was a stupid person okay good i'm glad all right now you're gonna probably defend this next guy but i think at the buffet on a cruise ship you run into all sorts of inconsiderate people and I just have one example I have to share. So in the morning at breakfast, they have some sticky buns, you know, put out and again for the buffet. And one Maybe of the like cinnamon buns or like the ones with the raisins. Well, these were technically the ones I'm going to talk about were cinnamon buns with pecans. OK, but like cinnamon on top. Rolls. Yeah. yeah, cinnamon okay. rolls with pecans on the top. Yeah. OK, they're but it wasn't with the white one... frosting. They're, yeah, there's yeah, square they're, ones that are with raisins that are also called sticky buns. But we're good. We're on, okay. We know what we're talking about, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, and um, so I'm online behind this guy, and I'm trying to get to the cinnamon buns with the white frosting on it with no pecans on it. They're right next to each other. And then in, in this guy, the first thing he did wrong was he angled his body so he took up more space than he probably should while he was getting his item. He could have, like, he could have squared up to his item, 
and allowed somebody to square up next to him and get their item. Instead, he was at an angle and his ass was in my way. So I couldn't. So I had to wait there. So this is why I'm watching what he's doing. So I'm watching because I can't get to my stuff. He's like boxing me out, basketball term. And what he's doing isn't he's not grabbing a bun. He is using the tongs to pick off pecans off the top of the buns that are there one by one. And he's filling his plate. He must have filled his plate with like 20 pecans that he took off the top of these buns that then he just left the buns there with no pecans on them. He walked away. Obi, inconsiderate. You can see, and people can't see me with my hand on my face. Here's the thing. You're at a buffet, right? So take the bun. Yeah, I know. The almond or pecan. And throw the bun away. Because now you're leaving somebody... I picked over bun. I grant. Hey, let's be glad he was using the tongs. Oh, but twi- uh, that's got to be at least two minutes longer than it needs to be for everybody else in the line. We're gonna talk. We can talk about physics and how a wave works and how you delayed everybody, not just in line now, but over the course of the entire day. You, cr- dude, take the bun, throw it out. Yeah, I know. Take six buns if that's what you need. But he picked the pecan. And by the way, he didn't pick them up. Like, they're big tongs. You probably could have got two or three pecans at a time. Freaking guys picking them one at a time. So talk about time delay there. One at a time. So I watched this whole thing while I was waiting for my, just to get my one cinnamon bun while he was boxing me out because he, he he doesn't even know how to spatially use his body. So anyway, that's just a couple of things I saw. I mean, I saw some other things. I saw this woman. <laughs> another funny this is another funny thing is the first day we're waiting to get on the cruise obi by the way and, you are uh, convincing this this should have been done with your uh, nephew's episode he's selling the cruise you explaining why you should never go on a cruise well i think it's great stories but I, so i'm on i'm waiting to get on the, the boat on the first day and we're in this cruise terminal it's like you're at an airport right yeah everyone's just sitting there waiting to get on the boat and I, and i'm looking at my watch we had got there at 9 30 and now it was 1130 and we were getting close to getting on the boat. I know we could tell. Right. And I just made a comment out loud to the people I was traveling with that. Um, wow. If we don't get on soon, I'm not going to be able to drink all day because those of you who know me know that you have to drink before noon the morning to be able to drink all day because all day is morning, afternoon, evening, night. Right. As I said it, this woman who was sitting directly next to my traveling party kind of looked at me and smiled. So she acknowledged that she heard what I said and was a, a positive affirmation that she's probably feeling the same thing, right? Fast forward to that night around 11 o'clock. I'm at uh, one of the bars, live music's playing with my wife. It's, it's good. And who do I see but this woman? I didn't know I saw this woman. I just saw this actually woman who had six empty Miller lights on her table with her and her husband. Um and they were enjoying themselves. All of a sudden, she's this woman sees me. I could tell she was drunk already, but she sees me. And she comes over to me, and it's loud because of the music, puts her arm around me and yells in my ear, Hey, remember when you said drinking all day? Me and my husband have been drinking since 6 a.m. <laughs> and um, she was bombed. And I just looked at her, and I, and I was like, what? Oh shit, this is the woman. That's like like right? And then I'm like, I don't want to talk to her. Like so then I was like, yeah, cool. 
And then she looked at me like I was going to say something else. And she realized I was done talking. So then she kind of went, face went blank. And then she stumbled back to her husband. <laughs> then, of course, my wife's like, what was that all about? I'm like, you're never going to believe this one. So it's not all bad on a cruise ship. Well, I think that's a good story of a funny woman. And if you had wanted to, had she been um, maybe only two Miller lights in at that point at night and, and been a little, it could have been more fun because she was literally like, what she's telling you is that I'm sitting here with my flask drinking all day. This poor sucker can't drink all day because he didn't bring a flask. That's what oh, she was yeah. Thinking. I know. She told me, I mean, basically she was saying, see, you, you were worried. I was already drinking at 6 a.m. And by the way, I saw her multiple times on the cruise with a Miller Lite in her hand every single time. When you first told me she had a table full of Miller Lights, I thought you were going to tell me about your new best friend. Like, that's really when I thought <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I avoided her. I, that just freaked me out that she had to come up to me, you know, drunk and stupid and tell me that she can drink all day. I just, I don't know, something about that. But here's the best part. Here's Here's another funny part about that. And you know, when people go on vacation, they wear stupid shirts. A lot of times families, like at Disney, they all wear the same thing. Like on vacations, the only time you dress like an idiot because because you're assuming no one else is ever going to see that you know or you're going to see. So you dress like an idiot. So this woman, I noticed after she went back to her empty Miller lights, her husband then got up um, to come over and kick my, no, to, to, to start dancing with her. And I see his shirt, and I kid you not, his shirt says, and has a picture of a cruise ship on it, and at the top it said, if found drunk and lost, please return to stateroom 10728. I'm like, this dude got a custom shirt to say I'm a drunk. So one of the things I heard recently about cruising, and maybe this was one of them, I didn't know, is that there are people who will book back-to-back-to-back-to-back cruises. Uh, yeah, some people do do that. So this could have been why she was able to hey, drink all day. Do you have to get off the boat when you do that? Yeah, you have to get off the boat and get back on. No, I don't think that was the case. But but my parents did run into somebody on the cruise who told them, yeah, we're doing back-to-back. We were on this cruise last week. We got off. But they got off and got back on like within like a half hour or something crazy like that. Okay, so, so it's just a quick boom-ba-dee-boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah we're going to yeah. do your – okay. So these people definitely weren't those people, but um, then, oh, one last thing I got to tell you. I know we're running short on time, but this also was hilarious. Two things. I went to the not so newlywed game, which is where they pick a couple that's a, like a, just got married and they pick a couple that's been married, you know, up to 20 years and then they pick an older couple. So anyway, they have these couples up there. The one couple that has changed the way I view one of the local malls forever. They've been married 23 years. They went to West Con up in Danbury, which is north of me in Connecticut. And the question was, where's the craziest place you've ever made Whoopi, which is a classic newlywed game. And they said in the backseat of the Ford Explorer at the mall. So now I know where that mall is. Now when I drive by the mall, I'm always going to think about Rusty Beers and his wife because his name was Rusty Beers. So that's one. But the other, the other that I can't get out of my head, Obi, was this newlywed couple. And the guy was immense he was a big big boy like i'm talking big boy right okay uh muscles <laughs> weight or both oh wait there was okay. no muscle right okay. big boy he, he was over he was overweight he was obese like I, really I know you were trying to be polite but i'm trying to, to get the right picture because yeah he's really obese like 
you okay. know where you, could, you, you know where big. like below the belt you got a bulge, right? Like yeah, that I type of little right? yeah, big guy. They've only been married for six weeks. And and that and that one was the strangest place she ever made Whoopi. The the wife says, on the balcony of the Norwegian Epic. Now that wasn't the ship we were on, thank God. But I keep so so I'm like, oh my God, like how did they do that on the balcony? Like the balcony's not that big. Like, no, how did they do that? And then, then that night, I'm going back to my room, and whose room is about right down the hall from mine? Oh, his. Yeah. <laughs> his. Yeah, like, so now what? I'm laying in bed, going, "What the hell's going on on the balconies on my ship tonight?" The entire everybody who walked back with them, except for you, tried to make love on the balcony that night. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I think it was windy out there, and as Anthony told us on that other episode, is if it's windy, you can't go out there. If you fall over, it's your fault. You done. You gone. Goodbye. That's right. That's right. So that's all my vacation stories for you, Toby. Well, that is good. I'm glad that you sound like you had a fun vacation, though. You enjoyed your cruise. You got your drinking in for many of the days. I take it you got to drink all day. Uh, yeah, a few of the days I did, of course. But you know, the beer selection wasn't up to my. I'm a beer snob, so it wasn't up to my standards. I'm a little bummed out about that, but. Yes, I discovered a new drink, an old fashioned. Um, you 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 may drink old fashions there, Obi, but I I had a few old fashions, which uh, uh, were good. They, no they complaints. Are decent, they are a decent drink. They're not my favorite. I mean, I prefer my uh, whiskey straight, but I do enjoy an old fashioned in uh, the right environment. So yeah, it's a good choice. I'm I'm glad you're maturing a little bit. I guess there was no, as I make fun of you. I know that you uh, you are a beer snob. You know, that's one thing about us Gen Xers. We started the beer snobbery. Like, we had friends who thought they could brew beer and they couldn't, but everyone was trying. And so a few people figured it out. And now we have uh, IPAs up and down and east and west across America. And you know, we did start that because we were. Yes, that's right. Gen X. Yeah. yeah. Gen X forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, a lot of those beers did suck. And the charm is that we suck. I'm Obi, that said, uh, catch us in a couple of weeks on Drinking from the Garden Show.